0: self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world wrestling is still real to him and he is here to keep good wrestling alive he is the host of snug wrestling podcast the one the only edgar avila Hi again everyone, welcome back again to another episode of Snug Wrestling, a sick edition of Snug Wrestling. Your host Edgar is feeling like shit today, but that's okay, that's not going to stop me from recording. Today we're going to be talking about the longest three hours of my life, which was Monday Night Raw. But before we can get into that, we got some news updates, and also be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all my social medias. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment. Hope everyone is doing well. I apologize ahead of time if my voice sounds a little shitty, but I'm recovering from a long weekend of partying, and I'm starting to feel the, uh, the results today. I hope you guys enjoyed the prediction episode I did for AEW All In. That's coming up this weekend. Be sure to check that out. Check out the results. Tell me what you guys think. And also my top five pay-per-view matches in Sacramento, California. But we're back to our regular recording format here here with these wrestling reviews but first let's get into some news I got an interesting alert the other day from Netflix about something called wrestlers. And I also got a text messages from one of my buddies over at Triggered Wrestling. Shout out to them. Shout out to Adrian De Los Santos who sent me the trailer for this docuseries that's gonna be coming out on Netflix September. And it seems like right now there's so much documentaries going on about wrestling. We have Dark Side of the Ring, Tales of the Territories, you know, the Cody Rhodes documentary. And there's a lot of movies and a lot of attention on wrestling as of late so we have another one and this one is about ovw and there was a lot of familiar faces on this trailer and ovw it still exists to this day but back then in the early 2000s ovw was developmental for wwe and we had some big star names come out of ovw from that time such as brock lesnar randy orton john cena batista and shelton benjamin just to name a few but one of the most important people that were part of OVW I did not see them on this trailer maybe I just missed it or maybe he just decided he didn't want anything to do with this and I'm talking about Jim Cornette Jim Cornette was one of the bookers one of the trainers and one of the coaches down there in OVW back in that time and he pretty much ran that promotion but I only saw Al Snow in this documentary which I thought was interesting but maybe we might see a cameo or something from Jim Cornette I don't know but this docuseries is focusing on the hardships and the struggles of the company and what they had to do to stay open. So again be on the lookout for that. I know I'm going to watch that especially because right now I'm looking to do anything besides just wrestling reviews. Like I did that top 5 pay per view matches in Sacramento I like doing prediction episodes and I even did the review for Cody Rhodes documentary which was really fun. It kind of takes me away from just doing wrestling reviews and especially how the wrestling shows are going right now. I'm definitely going to watch this and do an episode about this wrestlers as well, especially because, and this is a little secret between you and I, the episode review I did on Cody Rhodes, that documentary, that is my most downloaded episode out of all of my episodes here at Snug Wrestling. I have 40 episodes and the one that was downloaded the most was Cody Rhodes documentary. It wasn't even a wrestling review, which is what I usually do on the show but it was a documentary i've never reviewed a documentary before i've never reviewed a movie before but it was my most downloaded show so i'm gonna do a episode about those wrestlers and see if i can top my cody rhodes episode so we have that to look forward to we also have the iron claw that's supposed to be coming out december 22nd this year the iron claw is a movie with a lot of famous actors like zach efron and it's about the von erics and the von eric brothers a legendary wrestling family so a lot of of good stuff to look forward to when it comes to wrestling and movies and documentaries and i'm really excited for that well i can't put this off any longer we have to talk about monday night raw so let's get into that really quick Alright, Monday Night Raw, August 21st, the show started off with a video package that showed how JD Madonna came out in the main event to help out the Judgment Day. After the video package, Sami Zayn, one half of the tag team champions, comes out and they're in his hometown of Quebec, Canada. So Sami Zayn, he gets a big pop and his entrance took forever and the people sang forever. But Sami Zayn, he's all fired up, he's happy to be back home and Sami is getting all the flowers. Sami Zayn gets like two words in and then the Judgment Day, they come out to stop this homecoming for Sami and they surround the ring. Sami throughout this whole segment was speaking French. I had no idea what he was saying, but it sounded really cool because the people were going crazy for it and they were popping big. And then Kevin Owens returns. Kevin Owens has been out with injury. There were some videos going around online that he had a dark match after Friday Night SmackDown, but he's officially back on TV. Now, he being Kevin Owens, too many pronouns, pal. And him and Sami Zayn, they take out the whole Judgment Day and they make a challenge for the main event. So, typical WWE Raw opening segment, and we're going to have another rematch. It just seems like every show now, we see the same thing over and over again. The Judgment Day, they are in the opening segment, and the Judgment Day, they're in the main event. I like the Judgment Day, but it's the same stuff over and over again. And they're going to be going up against the tag team champion. Again, which is, I don't know how many times the Judgment Day have wrestled Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and it's happening again on this Monday Night Raw. So we're off to a bittersweet start to Monday Night Raw, but then it got a little bit more bitter after that because we had the New Day having a tag team match versus Drew and Matt Riddle. The New Day, they ended up winning this match, but then they got attacked by the Viking Raiders, and they're doing that copy and paste booking that happened with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, where or Randy Orin didn't want to be in a tag team with riddle but then matt riddle is trying to convince him and they're doing the same thing now with drew mcintyre byron saxton he's in the back doing an interview with chad gable who's a number one contender for the intercontinental championship otis and maxine byron saxton he was taking off the commentary table and now he's just doing interviews in the backstage and also maxine she's 100 alpha academy no more male models and they just disappeared off the face of the earth and thankfully Hopefully, this next matchup at the top of the hour was Chad Gable versus Gunther. And thank God for this match because I don't know if it was because I was just feeling like shit yesterday. I had really short patience for everyone and everything and I was having a pretty shitty day that I was getting ready to just say fuck it and I was just going to turn this off because so far this episode of Raw just did not seem worth my time. But then Gunther came out and I was like, okay, let's see what happens here. And I'm glad that I didn't turn it off because this match was fucking great it was amazing gunther he's dominating gable at the start of this match and he's just toying around with gable gable tries to fight back and he's really struggling to get some offense on gunther but every time gable would have a little bit of offense gunther would cut him off immediately and finally we're seeing some good competition finally we're seeing an actual wrestling match gunther is giving chad gable some vicious clotheslines from hell kind of reminds me of those jbl clotheslines. those old school wrestling fans you guys know what i'm talking about those were some vicious clotheslines but chad gable he doesn't give up here he keeps kicking out and he keeps fighting back chad gable manages to give gunther a big german suplex and the crowd pops big for a german suplex that even got this is awesome chance and i'm thinking holy shit that's dope wwe managed to get a german suplex over with the crowd then the wrestling match goes outside of the ring and they start fighting outside the referee is counting chad gable gives gunther Gunther another German suplex outside of the ring and runs in the ring right before the count of 10 so Gunther ended up losing his very first match since he's been called up in the main roster which has been months months and months and months where Gunther has not lost a singles match Chad Gable is the first person to beat Gunther and give him his first L however because it was a count out and because this was for the Intercontinental Championship Gunther retains the title but he loses the match still a really good look for Chad Gable and I don't think this ends here I think this might lead to another rematch and hopefully Chad Gable he gets another match with Gunther because I really like seeing these two guys in the ring the judgment day they don't know which of the three judgment day members are going to go on to the main event there's some confusion there there's some more miscommunication Damian Priest wants to team up with Dom Finn Balor wants to team up with Dom but they can't decide who Byron saxon he's interviewing cody rhodes backstage and cody says nah nah this doesn't feel right let's go let's take this outside in front of everyone cody rhodes takes the cameraman and takes everyone in the whole world through gorilla and we got to see and peek backstage and what it looks like and it was really cool to see and cody rhodes he's cutting a promo on the judgment day and he was saying that tonight is about kevin owens and Sami Zayn, and the judgment day will rise and fall Big pop for the crowd, Cody, he's such a great talker, and it's always good to see him cutting promos and doing interviews, so that's always a segment that I'm always going to watch, Cody Rhodes, he's must-see TV, the start of this episode was a little bit rough, but after the Gunther match, we got to see Cody, and now we are going to see something else that I thought was really interesting and really good, and I'm talking about Shinsuke Nakamura, he had a video package where he was talking about Seth Rollins, and everyone is asking what did i whisper to seth rollins what is shinsuke's secret shinsuke nakamura knows seth rollins weakness seth rollins has a weak back and shit just got real for seth rollins this was a great video package by shinsuke nakamura he sounded like a true heel the way that he was speaking the way that he delivered it even though it wasn't japanese he just sounded like a really great heel and you add that foreign aspect to it it kind of also gives it an old school feel like when the all american baby face would feud with you know the foreign heel and the foreign heel would speak a different language this is kind of what it felt like to me and shinsuke nakamura finishes off with watch your back which i thought was great so this feud is starting to come together and it's looking like it's going to be something really good and the match is going to be at payback shinsuke nakamura versus seth rollins rhea ripley versus candice lorraine rhea ripley won by submission in less than two or three minutes as she should and it's good to see rhea ripley every now and then getting wins but it doesn't end there because raquel rodriguez music hits and she comes out limping selling her knee and she's walking around with a crutch but then she did the thing where the heel thinks that. She's injured and lets her guard down. And then Raquel Rodriguez throws a crutch at Rhea Ripley and she's no longer injured. And then she just starts beating the crap out of Rhea Ripley. So after the attack, Raquel Rodriguez grabs a mic and says, I'm officially cleared as of today. And I talked to Adam Pierce. Me and you, we're going to be going at it at payback for the title. So finally, the title shot that I've been asking for for months and months and months. We're finally going to get to see Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley. Right now, now, Raquel Rodriguez is probably the only female athlete in that roster that can compete with Rhea Ripley they have similar physiques they're two powerhouses and I'm actually really excited for this match Tommaso Champa, he has a promo and it was a very very interesting one at that Tommaso Champa states that he's been losing a lot lately and the people that he's been losing a lot to they've been moving up in the ladder such as Chad Gable Tommaso Ciampa lost to Chad Gable and now Chad gable is facing gunther for the intercontinental championship tomaso champa also lost to shinsuke nakamura and now shinsuke nakamura is facing seth rollins so he's right there he feels like he's really really close but not close enough so maybe now we're, we might get to see the old Tommaso champa that we all know and love from nxt and hopefully he snaps out of whatever's going on with him right now and we get to see champa get some wins and this show is coming in in waves it's going like up and down, up and down, up and down. And right now we're up. But then The Miz comes out and then it goes back down because The Miz, he cuts a promo on LA Night and he's talking forever and ever. And The Miz, he thinks he's hot shit. He thinks that he's kept himself relevant for over 20 years. And LA Night, he's only a trend that's going to last not very long because The Miz, he's two times Grand Slam champion. He main events WrestleMania and blah, 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 blah. And The Miz, can say all that whenever he wants but to me he will never stop being a joke it doesn't matter what accolades he has i will never be able to take that guy seriously as a wrestler Ever And The Miz, he announced that he had a hand-picked opponent, someone stronger, someone faster than anyone LA Knight has ever faced ever, and it's Akira Tozawa. So Akira comes out, and The Miz says, hey, you, you know, you're an X-24-7 champion, but that was a watered-down throwdown from the Attitude Era, just like LA Knight. And Tozawa doing the LA Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then The Miz attacks Tozawa, the match starts, LA Knight, he comes out for combat commentary for this match and LA Knight was really good on commentary he made some good points such as the Miz wishes that he had a cool catchphrase and people would pop for him like they pop for me and I'm thinking holy shit that's a good point has the Miz ever been a babyface I don't think the Miz has ever been a babyface in his career because he can't get over the Miz would not be able to get over with the crowd even if he was a babyface because he's just not good he has never been good and he will never be good the only thing The Miz can do is make people dislike him. So I 1000 agree with LA Knight there. And to top it all off, Akira Tozawa pinned The Miz and then LA Knight attacked The Miz and gave him his finisher for good measure. So I like seeing The Miz get this shit beat out of him. I like seeing Akira Tozawa get this funny win over The Miz and seeing The Miz get all worked up about it. But LA Knight should be doing something way better than this. I'm not a fan of the Miz at all as I made it very very clear and I don't think this feud is going to help LA Knight in any way shape or form but it looks like this is going to go down this match between LA Knight and the Miz at Payback Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle they're in the background again and I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we've seen this before with Randy and it's just copy and paste basically the same shit like always Drew McIntyre he doesn't want to be in a tag team with Riddle but here comes a new day and they they're being Nosy, and they're telling Drew and Matt Riddle that they have potential, that they have something good, and I'm like, who the fuck asked you guys? Mind your business, go away. But it looks like Drew and Matt Riddle, they're probably gonna have another tag team match later down the road. And speaking of going away, here comes Becky Lynch and another one of her promos. The man is back in Quebec City. She starts off and she gets a nice little cheap pop, and the man has Trish in a cage match, and she's all hyped up for it no pop crickets because nobody wants to see that we've seen trish and becky go at it time and time again the matches not one match has been good at all and now they're gonna go at it in a cage match and the people are done with this the city of quebec proved it no one wants to see this but then trish music hits and i think people in the back realize that becky lynch was losing the crowd here and her promo was going downhill so trish comes out and there's thank you trish chance and i'm like what the hell is going on but i completely forgot that trish is canadian and she actually got a pretty big pop she started speaking french the people were loving it trish for a second was kind of doing the baby face thing but then turned on them in a snap of the fingers and started healing right away so that was great but i had to fast forward this because this took forever trish just talked and talked and talked they never got to the point and i don't even know how this ended to be honest and another interview this is interview number 37 and this one's by Seth Rollins Seth addressed the situation with his back and he confirms that yes his back is definitely fucked up. He has two fractures in his spine and he's had them for 4 years. Hey, but it's okay. It's all part of the game, Seth Rollins says. The mind games that Shinsuke Nakamura, those are part of the games. Questioning my character, that's all part of the games, but not my family. And Seth actually he got pretty serious for once during this interview. So again, this feud is coming together nicely, I think with Seth and Shinsuke Nakamura and their match at payback should be pretty good all right and the main events Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn they're going to be facing the Judgment Day and it ended up being Damian Priest and Finn Balor but again we've seen this match over and over again between these four guys the tag team champions and the Judgment Day they're no strangers to one another they've been in the ring multiple times week after week and it's the same question the same situation around this match this Finn Balor and Damian priests are they going to be able to work together and that's the same question every week on all of these matches they have a nice little two three minute tag team match but then kevin owens gets disqualified because jd madonna tries to throw the briefcase in the ring kevin owens intercepts it hits finn balor and gets disqualified and if the match would have ended there i would have been okay with it because nothing else needed to happen at that point people got to see sammy they got to see kevin they got to see the judgment day get get the shit beat out of them I'm like okay time to go home but doesn't end there because Cody Rhodes comes out and he challenges the Judgment Day for a six-man tag team match so at least we get to see Cody Rhodes in the main event and also because it's a six-man tag Dominic Mysterio gets included into this match so I'm like okay I like both of these guys so things got a little bit more interesting for me you add Dom and Cody to the mix all right let's see what happens here and people want to say that LA Knight is a Attitude Era cosplay Play, but what about Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens is literally telling people to suck it all the time, doing the DX chops and using the Stone Cold Stunner. But no one says anything about Kevin Owens being an attitude era cosplay. Rhea Ripley, she ended up getting involved in this match by giving Kevin Owens a big body slam outside of the ring on the floor. And I'm thinking, why not bring out Raquel Rodriguez out here for all of this to keep an eye on Rhea Ripley? Rhea, if Rhea Ripley is gonna get involved, cool. But you can involve Raquel Rodriguez to this as well I mean there's already a shit ton of people out there involved in the main event JD Madonna, Rhea Ripley You added Cody, you added Dom If you added Raquel Rodriguez If you added one more person It wouldn't make that big of a difference But it would put more eyes on Raquel Rodriguez And also hype up the match between Raquel and Rhea Ripley at payback You can put Raquel out there to keep an eye on Rhea Ripley To make sure that she doesn't get involved in the match Match, and then you align Raquel Rodriguez with the baby faces with big baby faces like Cody, like Kevin Owens, like Sami Zayn, and they have uh, some female backup to kind of even out the odds. And I think it would just it would have been better if Raquel Rodriguez was out there. Cody Rhodes, he ends up getting a hot tag, gets a huge pop, and then everyone hits their finisher on Dom, and the baby faces win. So the six man tag was a better closing match than just a regular tag team match. The right guy got the hot tag the right guy got the big pop and the right guy got pin which is dom and all the baby faces got to hit their finishers on the biggest heel and you send the crowd home happy so overall it was a pretty good main event but it was a really really long show i had to sit through a whole lot of bs to get to the good stuff and i almost did not watch monday night raw i almost didn't but i'm kind of glad i did i got to see some good stuff going on there but that was monday night raw tell me what you guys think Hit me up at snug wrestling and we'll talk soon.